Hi guys, this is MJ back once again. Uh, so as you guys might know that uh, you know this whole thing that is going on in Pakistan um, since last uh, couple of days now, um, you know this whole thing uh, related to Israel, you know the rumor that has been circulating, uh, it has uh, created uh, a bit of a political circus in Pakistan, uh, a political earthquake, you know. Uh, so uh, very very interesting you know things uh, are being said uh, what I found really interesting was that um, it, it took Pakistani government um, well first of all Pakistani government actually did not give any kind of statement publicly uh, I mean we, we, we you know there was no statement from the foreign office okay um, and uh, the statement actually came from uh, mr. Imran Khan Pakistan's Prime Minister and uh, he um, in his interview and obviously that interview um, was not on this particular rumor right that was that was a general interview which was planned um, and uh, you know this this question was asked by by the journalist and uh, mr khan said that uh, why why are we going to send um, you know a cabinet member or a minister to Israel when we don't even recognize Israel, right? Well, so how did uh, Mr. Musharraf uh, <laughs> uh, meet with, uh, with the, uh, you know, head of state of Israel uh, several years ago, right? In what capacity did he, uh, did he do that? Um, and uh, in, in what capacity uh, Pakistan's foreign minister, Mr. Kusuri, uh, met with Israel's uh, foreign minister several years ago. In what capacity did they meet? If if Pakistan does not even recognize Israel, right? So obviously, look, this is this is the this is the classic, um, you know, strawman argument um, that we have heard so many times before, so many times before. I mean, we've heard this same thing from the Saudis. We still hear the same thing from the Saudis, by the way. Um, we, we, we've heard all of this stuff from, from UAE, from Bahrain, from Sudan. Um, you know, we, we've heard all of it, right? And uh, here we are in 2020 with the UAE, Morocco, Sudan, uh, Bahrain, all of these countries going on to recognize Israel, right? Um, then you have Saudi Arabia, right? Which is... Which is um, uh, I should say, uh, sending out uh, mixed signals. On one hand, you have this uh, Saudi prince, um, uh, Prince uh, Turki Al Faisal, right? He he gave this statement during a summit in Bahrain, and he said that. Um, he, I mean, he said a bunch of stuff which I obviously don't even want to repeat right here because you know it's it's, it's demeaning to to a sovereign nation, uh, you know. Uh, of Israel, so I, I don't want to repeat that itself. But um, he said some uh, pretty shocking things, which you know people were not expecting from a Saudi um, uh, Saudi prince at that time, right? Um, but but he did that. But at the same time, we we saw Saudis uh, allowing uh, um, you know allowing their uh, airspace to be used uh, for uh, flights uh, for Israel, and um, you know Saudi Arabia. This is just the latest news out of. Saudi Saudi kingdom that they have for the first time they're removing 
condemning um, anti-Semitic and anti-Israel uh, passages from their school textbooks. This is this is this is a huge thing. I mean. Um, you know, this is still not being reported as much as it should be, but I think that um, you know this is this is a huge thing uh, because, um, like I said uh, before, I've, I've said this several times. In fact, that uh, Saudi Arabia, um, ever since uh, Prince MBS uh, took charge, uh, Saudi Arabia has been uh, you know on the on the path of um, you know. It has been basically doing a lot of course correction, right? A lot of course correction has been going on in Saudi Arabia lately, and uh, because they even they know that they cannot sustain, um, you know, this this whole thing that they have developed over the years. You know, this this extremism promoted by this uh, strict Wahhabi literature. Right, this thing cannot be sustained because um, they also know that uh, they have to change their economic model. Right, they cannot always rely on the petrodollar. Right, because the world is moving towards uh, uh, renewable energy, and uh, you know the market for um, their oil uh, is, is not um, you know it's not as huge as it uh, you know as it once used to be. So even they know that uh, you know it's, it's time to rethink. A lot of things, and uh, so, so they are doing that. And I, I'm not saying that um, they might not be doing this for their national interests. Of course, they are doing. You know, all of this stuff that they are doing, even removing these passages, it is obviously part of their national interest. Because if you must have a country which must be open to the rest of the world, right? Not like the old closed Saudi society, right? If if you want to open up your country for the rest of the world, you have to, um, you have to, you know, have a certain standard of things. And and this this kind of stuff, you know, um, preaching hatred against Jews and you know all of that stuff. If your public, if 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 a large portion of your public is so extreme, um, then you know you really need to. Um, take care of that first right because um unless you take care of this uh, this this particular problem of extremism you are not going to be able to uh, open up your country for the rest of the world right you will remain a closed society at the end of the day so i mean you know since prince ambius took charge he has been uh, you know on a path of course correction and uh, i mean he has put his his country on a path of course correction of course and um i mean uh, for example uh, saudis are not funding um extremist groups anymore uh you know uh, as, as far as my knowledge is concerned um to my knowledge I, you know they are not doing that anymore the, the kind of thing they used to do um just uh, six or seven years ago they were actually doing something like that and you know they, they're not doing that anymore and so i mean they have gone through uh, a lot of changes since then and they are still going through a lot of changes and those changes will obviously you know continue to take place um uh, in in future as well uh but the point is that um even saudi arabia continues to deny um that it's not you know it, 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 it's not going to normalize relations with israel uh, unless there is a palestinian state and you know all of that stuff but look let's face it i mean this is an open secret that Saudis do have backdoor ties with Israel, right? This this is this is an open secret. Uh, I mean, 
we've known about uh, the Israeli embassy working in uh, Manama, the capital of Bahrain, uh, since uh, last six or more years now. Um, back then, people didn't used to believe us, you know, because this was such an unthinkable thing. <laughs> but, uh, but even uh, six or seven years ago, uh, this thing was an open secret. If you were a diplomat back then, if you were a journalist, or if you if, if you were a well-connected analyst at that time, you you, you know, you must be knowing that uh, there, there's a there's a secret Israeli embassy working in Marama. <laughs> so, uh, so, so just the same way. Uh, I mean, this is an open secret that, yeah, Saudis do have very strong backdoor relations with Israel, especially with the Israeli security establishment. So, um, but, but still, I mean, Saudis deny that. But at the same time, we also know that um, the decisions that were taken by UAE and Bahrain, they could never have been taken. If it was not for the Saudi green light, if it was not for the Saudi approval, so um, so yeah, uh, we are used to uh, hearing all of this stuff, and we do understand that the policy of denial has been pretty much the common policy in the Muslim world when it comes to the state of Israel. So this is strong an argument that you know why why are we going to ever send anyone to Israel for anything whatsoever um, you know uh, because we don't recognize Israel well this is a strong an argument right uh, because you can always go to Israel from Pakistan uh, if if you if you are a government um, servant or if you are a security official and if you have uh, you know you know arranged uh, things. Uh, um, uh, you know, with with the Israelis, um, you can go to Israel. Uh, uh, you know, uh, through uh, uh, through through Jordan, for for example. And uh, I mean, it's just not a, it's not a big deal, right? Uh, if if because look, we we already know that um, backdoor relations do exist between both the countries. Um, uh, how do we know that? Well, we know that because um, former uh, Pakistani foreign minister, Mr. Kusuri, uh, he was the Pakistan's uh, former minister uh, from uh, uh, 2002 to uh, 2007, right? Um, and um, so, so that's like five years. And he uh, carried out, uh, you know, some some meetings uh, with uh, Israeli officials. Of obviously, we we all know, uh, you know, about that stuff. Uh, all of that stuff is documented, very well documented stuff. Um, and uh, obviously, those meetings uh, took place in Washington, in Turkey. But at the same time, um, you know, after after he. Um, you know, after several years after that, uh, he gave an interview, and that interview is still on the record. Uh, if, if anybody wants to, you know, um, uh, look up that interview, you can do that on YouTube. It's still on YouTube. Uh, in one of his interviews, he said that uh, when he was told to meet Israeli officials, uh, he was um, given a brief um, a briefing. Um, he was given a briefing uh, on the past relationship between Pakistan and Israel and it was at that time when it was revealed to him get this it was revealed to him at that time that those backdoor relations have actually existed for a pretty long time and he said in his interview that even he was surprised to hear that right this is on record and this is Pakistan's former uh, foreign minister okay uh, by the way a former foreign minister who served under a military regime. Back then, it was General Musharraf's government in Pakistan. 
and uh, he was the former minister. Uh, uh, he he was the foreign minister, uh, you know, at that time. And uh, so yeah, so 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 even he was surprised when he was you know he was told that these uh, you know these covert contacts or backdoor relations, whatever you want to call them, they have existed before, uh, you know, and they have existed for for quite a long time. And uh, so yeah, um, and in, you know this interview is is obviously several years old now. So if if Mr. Imran Khan is trying to tell me or or the Pakistani nation that uh, there there are no no backdoor contacts of any kind, there have been no meetings of any kind. You know it that that kind of stuff is simply unthinkable. Well, I, you know I can't I can't really take that seriously, right? Um, nobody should take that seriously because we know that uh, you know that's just not true. Uh, you don't need to recognize Israel, um, uh, you know, to to have uh, backdoor relations with them. I mean, Saudis have backdoor relations with them. They don't recognize Israel, uh, you know. But there was uh, this rumor, if if you guys remember, a couple of years ago, there was this rumor that a Saudi prince has traveled to Israel. Well, that also dictate, you know, that also did uh, take place. Uh, you know, Saudis obviously denied that at that time, but uh, that uh, did uh, happen. You know, I can tell you that that actually did happen, and just the same way, very recently, Israelis uh, leaked this thing in the media. Um, you know, because uh, well, they don't have any issues. You know, uh, with this kind of thing, so they they leaked this thing in the media that um, you know Saudi prince. Uh, Crown Prince MBS, he met with uh, um, Israeli Prime Minister Mr. Netanyahu, and uh, they met uh, in in Saudi Arabia. So um, even that was denied by Saudi Arabia, right? But uh, that meeting also took place. So, so yeah, we 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 completely understand that you know this uh, kind of uh, you know this kind of stuff. Denying and denying and denying, we 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 get it, we get it, and we understand why they need to do that, right? We, we get it in the case of Saudi Arabia, we get it in the case of uh, Pakistan, right? So, so I understand when when Mr. Imran Khan says that, you know, we are not going to recognize Israel. Well, I I, I get it, but nobody's saying that you are going to recognize Israel. Nobody's saying that. Uh, what was said, you know, was this thing that there was a meeting. And it was it was really not about uh, normalization. Uh, normalization. It was about um, the backdoor relations between both the countries that have existed for a long time now. So, so this is really a uh, you know strawman argument, and uh, nobody really made that argument as far as I know. Um, but uh, I, I do understand why some people or a lot of people actually um, assumed. Right, they they just assumed that if if such a meeting um, you know in took place, then it it must uh, be you know something related to uh, normalization with Israel. So because you know this this whole theme is going on, you know, one country after another country, you know, they are they are they are going on and they are uh, they are they are signing deals with Israel um, from UAE to to now Morocco. So. So I so I get it, right? Because there is this uh, kind of um, uh, atmosphere, you know. Internationally, there is this kind of inter, you know atmosphere that uh, a lot of countries are coming forward and you know they are they are establishing diplomatic relationship with Israel. So I, I do understand why a lot of people might assume that. But like I said, and I have said this several times before in my podcast as well as on my Twitter, 
that uh, Pakistan is not going to recognize Israel anytime soon. But what Pakistan might do, or let's say what Pakistan might already be doing, is that it is um, working. It is it is working on its backdoor ties with Israel because uh, Pakistan has realized that uh, you know, I mean, uh, Mr. Imran Khan's uh, best friend, Mr. Erdogan, even he recently appointed a new ambassador, a new Turkish ambassador in uh, Tel Aviv, right? So, I mean, Pakistani leaders, whether it is the military establishment, whether it is the uh, civilian government, all of them know, and including the uh, foreign office, because Pakistan's foreign office, they have some of the best people working for them. Um, so, so all of these people know that it is simply in the interests of Pakistan that uh, Pakistan should have some kind of relationship with Israel. If, okay, fine, if we are, you know, if we are scared of a radical public, if we cannot just go ahead and, you know, do it openly, fine. We should just work on our backdoor relationship. I think that is the, that is, you know, that is something what is going on uh, in the minds of Pakistan's decision makers. And I completely support that. I, I don't think that, you know, um, having backdoor ties with Israel should, should be controversial at all, right? Because, um, what do you think? I mean, um, Pakistan has uh, fought uh, multiple wars with India, but uh, even during wartime, um, you know, covert relations, backdoor relations do exist, you know, out of necessity. That is, out of, uh, you know, out of necessity. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, if, if, if Pakistan can have relations with India, um, a country it has fought wars against, right then why can't pakistan have uh, at least backdoor relations with the state of israel a country pakistan has uh, fought no direct war against right a country which poses absolutely no threat to pakistan and pakistan poses no threat to israel both are located in very different regions both have their very different uh, you know regional geopolitics so so why the hell why the hell should pakistan not have backdoor ties i think pakistan should have all kinds of ties with israel and vice versa so uh so again i mean the controversy in pakistan is obviously uh understandable because you know you have to consider the fact that uh, the majority of pakistani public is really you know they're they're really radicalized and uh, they have been radicalized over the last 30 to 40 years so you have to understand uh, you know the the kind of um, conversation that, that takes place in Pakistan when it comes to Israel that conversation is not based on facts it's not based on um, you know it's just not based on authentic arguments it's based on uh, propaganda it's based on um, you know conspiracy theories that's that's what it is even even the most educated Pakistanis um, most of them are actually anti-Israel and that's just because they believe all that negative propaganda that they have uh, you know absorbed uh, while growing up in Pakistan, you know the propaganda. Uh, first of all, the propaganda which they, you know, which they have absorbed from their uh, domestic media in Pakistan, and then there's the propaganda which uh, they go on to absorb uh, from the Arab media, or in some cases Western media as well. So, so yeah, I mean you have to consider all of that. And Pakistan itself is is, is kind of an isolated country. Many Pakistanis, you know, they have not been to the West. They have, I mean, majority of Pakistanis don't even know a Jew. They don't have a Jewish friend. They have never known a Jewish person, and so all they do is hate. All they do is engage in uh, conspiracy theories, right? So, so that's that's their perspective of looking at the world. So, so yeah, and this is why this this even this tiny thing that uh, you know these these uh, rumors about, uh, and I am still call, calling this stuff a rumor because um, 
um, you know, although my own uh, personal sources in both the countries did confirm to me that such a meeting did in fact take place. But at the same time, obviously, this has not been officially confirmed by the state of Israel. And this has now been denied uh, by the Pakistani prime minister. So obviously, I'm going to call this a rumor. But um, again, uh, even if we call it a rumor, uh, you know, this is this is not even a big deal. I mean, you know, this this kind of stuff um, is, is, is so much uh, not a big deal. I mean, um, the only reason this is a big deal in a country like Pakistan is because of the, you know, radicalization which exists in Pakistan. The kind of radicalization, uh, radicalization and the kind of um, grip that the Islamists, the mullahs, they have on the public. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's really Pakistan's problem, though. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think this is a big deal. And... Um, but I can, like I said, I can also understand Pakistan's denial, Pakistani Prime Minister's denial. I can understand that. And uh, I was actually expecting that denial because, you know, it didn't come as a surprise to me at least. But, uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. Um, as far as I know, um, this meeting did take place. And I, I don't think that this should be a controversial thing. Like I said, Pakistan is not going to normalize relations with Israel anytime soon. Uh, that is still is going to take some time. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as backdoor relations are concerned, I think if, if this meeting uh, did take place, uh, then it's a good thing. This is a positive sign, um, to be honest, for Pakistan as well as uh, for uh, the state of Israel. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a positive sign. And... Um, to the Pakistani state, to the Pakistani, um, you know, Pakistani foreign policy experts, I would just say one thing that um, I personally think that Pakistan should continue to build up um, on, on, you know, its uh, backdoor relations with Israel and uh, take it from there, right? I think that's that's what Pakistan should do. Meanwhile, Pakistan can take some time, you know, um, uh, and mentally prepare its public to, uh, you know, to to uh, embrace uh, something like that if if this happens in the future, and it will happen in the future. Let me let me just assure you that um, one day Pakistan will normalize relations with Israel. Maybe not anytime soon, but one day this will happen. This this has to happen, right? So um, the question is not um, if it will happen. The question is really when will it happen. And uh, to that question, like I've answered before, I'll just say that again that not going to happen anytime soon, but it will happen in, in the future. Somewhere in the future, it will happen. One day, this will happen. This will take place. So... Uh, you know, Pakistan might as well take its time and uh, it might as well, uh, you know, try to mentally prepare its public, uh, a highly radicalized public. Pakistan should try to mentally prepare its public for for this kind of thing because this will happen one day. This will, this, this has to happen one day, right? Um, everybody knows that. Everybody understands that. All the Pakistani uh, key decision makers understand that fully well. So anyway, uh, in, in, you know, in the end, I just want to say one thing. Um, Pakistani foreign minister, he visited um, 
UAE and uh, he was on a two day visit um like i said in my last podcast it was it was a terrible visit uh, you know it was it was not fruitful at all and uh, pakistani foreign minister he failed to convince the emiratis to lift the visa ban um he also failed to address to 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 uh, to um to accurately address um, the issue of uh, harassment of, of some Pakistanis in the UAE, um, uh, which which uh, you know which has been uh, taking place uh, recently. Um, so uh, so yeah, basically overall this was this was not a very very fruitful uh, meeting, uh, you know, and. Um, and, and you know the last thing that uh, this this trip needed was that press conference <laughs> that had Pakistani foreign minister called uh, while on UAE soil, and he in, you know in that press conference he said a bunch of things about India. Um, the Emiratis did not like that at all. Let me tell you guys that they they are so pissed off about that. Uh, some people, um, you know, they were claiming that, uh, you know, that press conference took place with the approval of Emiratis. That is absolutely rubbish. That press conference did not take place with the approval of Emiratis. Um, and uh, those those comments about India, they were certainly, certainly not approved by the Emiratis. They were not expecting Mr. Um, Foreign Minister to uh, give that kind of statement uh, while on Emirati soil. And that has really, really impacted Pakistan's relationship. And you will see the consequences of that in the coming days and coming weeks. Um, he should not have, uh, uh, even if he was going to call a press conference while on uh, Emirati soil, he should not have, uh, you know, made uh, those comments uh, about India. Uh, he should have waited to go back to Pakistan and then he should have, uh, you know, made those comments in a new press conference. Um, but he should not have done that on uh, Emirati soil. Uh, it did not sit well with the Emiratis. And uh, like I said, you will see consequences of that in the near future. Um, this was a failed trip. This was uh, not fruitful at all. It did not produce the desired results as far as Pakistan is concerned. And um, well, that's that's about it. That's about it. So it, it this this press conference and then you know saying all of that stuff about India, that was a dumb move. That was really a dumb move. You know, uh, I don't know what he was thinking, but it appears that you know some people in Pakistan they are hell bent on destroying Pakistan's um, foreign policy. They probably want uh, to give Pakistan's foreign policy a new direction. You know, um, they are probably still working on those uh, strategic uh, sand castles, um, you know, when it comes to aligning with uh, this, you know, imaginary uh, Iran, Turkey, Malaysia block. Uh, so, uh, by the way, Malaysian king uh, just visited the UAE and he was received by UAE's top leader. So that happened. Uh, Malaysia, um, you know, I don't think Malaysia is anymore in that block. Uh, that imaginary block is now only consisting of Pakistan, Iran and Turkey. So, so yeah, Malaysia is out. Malaysia is out. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, I think that some people are probably intentionally trying to completely change the direction of Pakistan's foreign policy. And uh, I don't know how Pakistan's uh, security establishment is uh, allowing it to happen. Maybe they're divided as well. But, uh, you know, um, 
this is not a good thing this is this is not a good thing pakistan should have balanced its foreign policy between uh, turkey and between the gulf states uh, this is this is not a good approach at all and um, there are going to be consequences bad consequences for uh, not just the state of pakistan but also for the pakistanis who are working in these countries as labor as workers they you know they are they are immigrants and they you know they they basically uh, they're going to face a lot of backlash. They might, might actually face a lot of backlash in, in near future. So, um, so yeah, uh, we can always obviously hope for the best, but uh, you know the reality is uh, is not that good <laughs> when it comes to Pakistan. Anyway, guys, um, this is it for today. Take care. Bye bye.